Dear Heavenly Father, this is a great moment to say some of the faith that we love so much. Or to say them and come to the house of worship, that we can open our mouths to worship our Lord. Or to say that you have protected them, you have been blessed to them. Lord, the people, some went through trials, went through difficulty. But Lord, when we get together, we saw the glory of our God than at each one that is sitting in here. Lord, I'm sure there are many, many that are on the internet. They're uh, desiring and longing for this moment. And Lord, uh, what a step that that you have uh, led us to make, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for each one over here that can represent it here. Represented a victorious God that is still that a mighty conquer. That represented the God that who is still the same yesterday, today and forever. Lord, I'm thinking about that at a great moment. Lord, is it going to come when we meet our each other? Not in this church, but in the great cathedral. That in the eternal realm, where our Jesus Christ dwells at. When we meet each other, greeting each other, Lord, there's no social distance. Because we're all in one. That in that. But Lord, before that time come, Lord, this is the here that we're representing. That's a great mighty warrior that has conquered every Satan, the devil, has been the winning, won every battle. Lord, you represented in all of the people, Lord. Father, we give you thanks, Lord. Which is pray that you come down and again to meet your people, to speak to our heart, to meet every need. Lord, that the battle is not over yet, but Lord, we're on the winning side. Lord, that the battle is not over yet, but Lord, we know Satan has already been conquered. So Father, we're not trying to fight in a battle without knowing what is in future. We're absolutely sure the result of the battle. Because the Lord, you have won this battle, Lord. So Father, we give you thanks that we ask you to continue to leading us and guiding us. Continually speaking to us. Lord, that Christ of Jesus, the word of God that make it manifest more reality in our life. Lord, that you meet every person's need, no matter they're in here or they're on the internet. Lord, that are watching the the screen, Lord, that has been a fellowship with us and the worship together with us. Lord, I just pray that your presence will draw nigh unto each one of them. We thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's uh, turn to the scripture. Let's turn to the book of Revelation, chapter 12. You forgive me, and I was just, uh, I was just so overwhelming to see, uh, uh, some of the people that, uh, that's here. Uh, God bless you, Matthias, and, and every one of them. Uh, I don't want to mention your name, and I'm probably gonna, gonna be getting too emotional in this. Uh, uh, if a person, uh, if a human being can have a, such a love, I was just wondering, I was just thinking about when we get together in heaven and realm and what that's uh, going to be. Uh, it's been uh, going through all these battles, all the trials and the difficulties of Brother Roy and Sister Judy. And when we meet our beloved Lord Jesus Christ in that moment, what a glorious uh, moment is that going to be. But while we're on here, we're, uh, we're not just sad. We're still on the winning side. 
And to every battle, we can, uh, we taste the bitterness of the battle. We taste the, uh, the, the intensity of the battle. But you see, every battle, you, you always, uh, has the result of a victoria. That is the rejoyful moment. I'll say this is the rejoyful moment that some of you that are representing all of the rest of them that are in the camera, uh, uh, in the, uh, uh, not in the camera, but, uh, in the other side of the, uh, the screen, and then you're streaming for the service, and this is the uh, trophy. This is the representing of our victorious Lord. And we're so thankful for each one of you. Let's turn to a book of Revelation, chapter 12, and verse uh, 7. And there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angel fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. And prevail not, neither was there a place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was casted out, the old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world, he was cast out into the earth. And his angel were casted out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Let us turn to a book of a Hebrew, chapter 11, verse 32. Book of Hebrew chapter 11, verse 32. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and the Barak and the Samson and of Jephthah, of David also and Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped at the edge of the sword, out of a weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight, fled the armies of the aliens. May the Lord bless this word to you. May be seated. You know, we're living in the world that they call this the world of a... Uh, is that a virt, virt, virtual, virt, virtual? Sorry, I. Uh, now you can correct my English. Uh, well, uh, it's, it's uh, impossible it used to be, but now you can uh, uh, help me with my my pronunciation. So uh, you know, there's the uh, people in this world that are living in the virtual uh, uh, world, and it seems like there's uh, not much of a reality. And uh, this uh, COVID things that just make this become a more pr- pr- uh, predominant. And so that the people at home, they keep their distance. Already, people already have a distance between each other. But now the distance has just become a wider and a wider. And you go on the street, and when you walk, and you have to, uh, when you saw the people you used to, uh, you greet them and say, uh, you say hi. But now, 
When you saw people walking from the street or on this side, you walk into another side to try to avoid them. Uh, people become a more distancing from each other. And uh, the people in this world, uh, uh, and, and all this is a uh, uh, distance of the vir- virtues has become a, uh, a coming is very in a subtle way. It's not something that's uh, uh, just abruptly all of a sudden fall on us, but uh, gradually, gradually people start to getting uh, distance from each other. Then I find out that it's the same thing when the devils try to do, he do the same thing to the people that are spiritually speaking. And it's not something that the distance is right away that a person have a distance from the Lord. But they have a distance from the Lord gradually. And so the devil was to try to chisel a little bit more and chisel a little bit more. Relax a little bit more. Relax a little bit here. You compromise a little bit here and a compromise a little bit there. Then the people become distanced more and more from the Lord. And to the... And then the people is a, tend to live more in their virtual realm instead of living in the reality. But you see, for the son and daughter of a God, and the, all the desiring, all the longing is to head to the reality that it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And that the people, if they are the true people, have the seed of God that's laid in them. If they are the jinn of God, has the seed laid in them, they're longing and desiring for something that is real. It's not something that's a virtue. It's not something almost real. You know, the virtual realm is, is almost real. That the people playing in the game is almost real. But we don't want something that is almost. We want something face to face. That we can touch. That we can get a hold of Him. And He can get a hold of us. We know something happens in our life. It's not something that we met. Imagining, it is something that we're thinking we have a Jesus Christ, but we do possess to Him. And Brother Branham said, in a perfect strength by perfect weakness. And he said that the people in caring how much you testify, they want some reality there in your life that proves that God has got a hold of you. That is what the people they're longing for. The people are longing for the reality. But when we're saying that, we're not saying that the people in this world, the people in this world, they don't want the reality. Because there's nothing real in them to let them to desire the reality. It's the reality only dwell, only exists in the children of God. They desire for something that is real. People in this world, because there's a no real thing that is in them. So when they're uh, having this, uh, whatever, the virtue, whatever, that's, uh, they're, they're perfectly satisfied with it. It's not something that they're desiring for. It's, uh, it's only for the reality that it exists in the children of God. It's the children of God that they want something that is real. They don't want something just far away. They don't want just a real religion. They don't want just a denomination. They don't want just a doctrine. They don't want just some of the word on the pages. They want the word of the pages to jump it out, become a personal to us. That is what we want for. And you see, it depends on what is in that person. That will determine what the desire that's in that person. If that person is only, is not the true seed of a God, and that they can uh, live in this world and uh, live in this uh, whatever realm they're living in on this earth, they can feel perfectly satisfied with it because there's nothing real in them. But for the seed of a God, when they live on this word, live on this world, there's nothing gonna satisfy them until the real one. Comes
coming into their life that satisfies their desire. So it depends on what is the inside of the person. That's what they are. Uh, that's uh, determined what they can see. If there is a true seed in the person, and that not a true seed, when they look at this world, they saw this is not a real. This is everything that's fake. But when they look into the, the word of a God, they look at the promise of a God, they said, this is the real to me. I don't care what is the circumstances is. I don't say, I don't care about what the situation is. I don't care about what sickness it is, Sister Rena. That is the fake. That is the nothing real in there. Because in my heart, I'm desiring something that is a reality. There's nothing else is a reality but a promise of God. That is the reality. If you are the seed of a God, you're craving something that is real. Even before you realize who you are, even before the message that came to you, Jesus Christ make a reality, making himself become a real to you. There's already something that's in you, makes you craving something that is real. And people can be satisfied in this world with the drinking, with the smoking, with all kinds of things. But it just seems like it just nothing satisfies you until the message of this hour coming to you. And when the word of this, uh, this hour become a reality to the seed of a God, and then the word will require one thing that's from you. The word will require you to become a prisoner of Him. Because when word come to you, it's not just to tantalize your emotion. It's not just to tantalize your feeling. It's not just to give you something that you can talk about. You can dispute it about. It's not something that you can just, uh, you know, I had a better uh, theology than you. I had a better knowledge and about the words than you. It's something real happened to you. When something reality real happened to a person, you always do one thing. It changed the person's nature. It totally changed the person's life. Even on the outside, it may be still the same. On the emotional realm and on the personality, you're probably still the same. On the character, you're still the same. If you talk loud, you still talk loud. If you're a quiet person, you're still a quiet person. Is that right, Brother Roy? And when you become a believer, you never take the loud voice out of you. But you just about to sing in the bars, in the loud voice, in the bars and the things, you become loud in church. You become a saying amen to God's word. It never changed it. It never changed it, but it changed your nature totally into the word of a God. So when the word of a God come, maybe your character still, maybe your personality is still the same, but it changed the nature of it. It changed the person's life. That is the word of a God. If that's become a real, that reality totally transform a person's life. And then you become a prisoner of God. You can do what you want to do. You can go where you want to go. You can't be just saying, uh, uh, you know, uh, I'm just uh, doing what I want. No, you cannot. You become a prisoner. When you become a prisoner, the prisoner, they cannot just uh, eat whatever they want to eat. They cannot just say things they want to say. They cannot just go to you everywhere they want to go. When you become a prisoner, and the, the, and when you're in that prison, then they tell you what you need to do. They tell you what you can say, what you cannot say. 
You know, the, the brothers in, in China, once in a while, they can send a little uh, postcard, a letter out to, to their family. And they give them a confine. They give them a limitation. The only, uh, no, no, uh, no more than a hundred character. And you have to say certain things that on the, the jailers that they have to go through every word that you say. Then they, uh, one of the, the brother told me, he said it become an extra job for them. Because the brothers are quoting the, the scripture. So they don't know what a scripture is. They have to go back to find it out of what is that scripture is. They have to have to, to look into that to see if there's anything that's threatening them, anything that's bad. This is probably the first time they ever read the Bible. But God forced them to do that. No matter where the believers at, no matter in the darkest hour, or you may know, or they're in the, the most difficult situation, but God will make sure He has a testimony there. You might be thinking, we're in a trial, we're in a difficulty, we're in a darkest hour. Some people may lost jobs, some people may go through the loneliness, some people may go through the darkest time in their whole life, but God will make sure He got a testimony somewhere. But it's the people, but it's the believer that wants something that is real. And when they become a, when their life was a transformed, you know, when our nature was a changed, then they become a per- personality of a God. And then they can only do what is the God want them to do. And they can't do anything else. I was talking with the brother and then I asked him, how are you doing? You know, I thought that they probably, uh, Got scared and this and I'm talking about it in China. But then he told me, he said, I do always do what I always do. He said, if the people need a message, I got a message to them. He said, I still travel here and go to there, try to witness to them, to bring the message to them. And he said one thing to me, and it was very touching me. He said, I can't do anything else but this. Why I can't do anything else but this? Because of that life living in that person. And then it become a prisoner. As a prisoner, you cannot just do what you, whatever you want to do. As a prisoner, there's a net, another life that's living in that brother. Then he said, I'm still at the printed of the message. I'm still just a, he said, whatever the message that you translated it in here. He said, I put on a message hub. He said, I printed it out and then they get it out to the people. And the people still got saved. People still got baptized. The work of the Lord has never stopped. The work of the Lord is still going on. All he needs is just the one prisoner that is in his hand. And if you have the reality that's living in you, you will yield yourself totally to the Lord and it's his work. And I was thinking about that, Brother Branham always quoted the, uh, the sum of life. That's okay, this is not COVID. I just, uh, I just got a too emotional. But Abraham said, the lives of a great man all remind us. And we can make our lives supply. He said, a departing, leaving behind us footprints on the sands of time. And it's the life of a great man all reminded us. You know, God always has a great man of God that living around us. So like to reminding us that we can make our lives supply. Then I was thinking about all those of the different brothers, the men of God in the different country. Some in China, some in India, some in Uganda, some in Ethiopia. 
and that they're going through the same thing that we're going through. Some probably going through a more harder situation than what we're going through. Some people that are in jail, they just send a letter out, and the, the brother, there was a brother Caleb in China, sent a postal card to his wife, and then it is, then it somehow, the, uh, you know, they get it out to the, to the people, then they share it with me. And he told to the, he said, the wife, he said, honey, he said, oh, let brother Murphy know that I'm stand steadfast. He said, this doesn't, uh, this is not the end of it. Let him know I'm standing steadfast in the word of a God. I was thinking the life of a great man that are reminding us that we can make our life supply. That is that the situation might change. Today might be better. Today, uh, tomorrow, it might be worse. Today, maybe they said, oh, I can let you go. Tomorrow, they said, no, we don't let you go. He said, all the situation might change. He said, but the nature of the things so that is the truth, it never changed. He said, this mission never changed. The leadership of our pastor has never changed. He said, our only value on this earth, so that's the postal card that is sent to his wife, that it says our only value on this world, on this world, is to keep the mission true. Still going to preach the gospel. Still make his word become available to the other people. And it's also the life of a great man. That has touched us and reminding us that we can make our life supply. And I was thinking about how the things uh, that the people that are going through. And maybe there's, uh, what you're going through is to give the other people an example. If you give other people to strengthen them. And then when they saw that you going through this, you're still holding true to God's word. You're still that holding yourself, the flag up and high. You're still standing firm on God's word. You're still steadfast on God's word. All those things that never make you diminishing your face of one more, one bit, but you become a stronger out of that. That is called in the life of a great man that remind us all that we can make our life supply. You know, when a person that had a reality, they never look at his circumstances. Because all the circumstances, they're just a lying vanity. All they're looking at is the promise that God has been made a true to us. And God is a specialized when He was a make, when He was a leading us to all those difficulty. And the two seems like it the battleground. You're thinking about it when God is leading Joshua. That are to cross the river of Jordan. It's not in the right season when the river is low. He's leading them in the river to the river of Jordan in the wrong season. And when the water was going high, and when everything started to, uh, it seems like they're just in the opposite. But that is the time when God makes His word become more real. That is one time, that time that God make it is, uh, Himself become a more reality. You know, sometimes God leading us into the situation, we seem as a, seemingly as the Lord, this is the wrong season. You know, Lord, it's just like a leading to Joshua, to the river of Jordan. It seems like, a, uh, just, Lord, do you know what you're doing? Lord always know what this is doing. And when you're in a sickness, when you're in a confrontation from Satan or whatever the situation is around you, Lord never leads you wrong. Whatever things has happened to the children of God, there is not a one thing that is wrong. Everything come before the children of God is always right. 
You might think this is a, this is a really a, just like a disaster. It seems like you know, when it rains, it seems like always a poor. It seems like there's just one disaster after another disaster. It seems like the one that uh, uh, thinks this is wrong just after another thing's wrong. But in God, never one thing is wrong. In the God's children, never one thing that is wrong. Is God want to show Himself? He's a supernatural God. That supernatural God has to manifest His supernaturality. That is what He's facing the difficulty. When you cannot cross the river, that is the one God will so show it is a supernatural way. When your sickness is going to seem sort of one bad news after another bad news, that is the one God is to show it is a supernatural. When it seems like another one wrong after another, that is the God who showed himself the supernatural God that in this most difficult time. If you fall into the temptation, God's desire is not to let you just roll over and die. God's desire is not to let you find yourself an excuse. If you fall, God's desire is to want you to get up. To fall, to have a failure, doesn't mean one thing. So sometimes we even fall into the temptation. Sometimes we're going through the rough time, the difficult of the time. Sometimes we even doubt. Lord, where are you? Lord, if the Lord is this mighty God, where is that God? Don't forget, God leads you to that. It's not the God is to lead you to the, in the, in the river of Jordan in the wrong season. That's the time God want to show it is a supernatural God. It's depending on your, your attitude toward the situation that goes through determines what is the result that you will get. If you fall into the bitterness, if you fall into the self-inferiority, if your face become a weak, if the things that happens that are around you, it seems like it makes you become a weaker than a weaker. God never intend for you just to roll over and die. He never intend you just find yourself an excuse. Oh, why the reason I do this? Because you know I I, I was just born that way. You know that I go through all of this because this person did that or that person did that. Lord, I become I go through all of this because the church is not all open. Is that a time to find an excuse? Whatever you go through, whatever you go through, that the people in that are on the screen or where you look at that, you probably feel envy or jealous over the people over here. Lord, I never deprive of one privilege out of you. Though you are sitting in that room, though you are sitting in that living room, thinking that, oh Lord, I wish I can be there to experience that, you never, Lord, never diminish the one blessing that what you have. He's still taking care of his own children. He's still speaking to his own children. No matter what situation that you are in, that never diminishes in one supernaturality of our God. If the person who has the reality, doesn't mean that that person doesn't go through the rough time. If the person has to meet to the face, meet God face to face, it doesn't mean that every time that you become a, you know, every time that you are, uh, you are experiencing something, you're always a strong. It's not that. We're human beings. We're living in this body. And this body always gives us a trouble. 
This body always led us to fall into the temptation. This body always made us to stumble. But every time when you stumble, there's still one that's greater than the one that is in the outside of this world. All you need to do, just yield yourself to the word of God as a promise to you. You know, we're not supposed to, depending on what is the world tell us, tell us. We're not supposed to, depending on what is the politics to tell us. We're not supposed to, depending on what the media tell us. We're not supposed to, depending on what is the world that try to influence us. The politician said it cannot, shouldn't be an influence to us. What is the media has said shouldn't be an influence to us. We're not subject to what is the educational world try to telling us. We're not subject to what is the scientists try to telling us. We're only subject to the one thing, what is the word of God has to telling us. There's not a one great mind of this world can see anything to the son and daughter of a God that's valuable. Our, own, our only thing that is valuable that can speak to us is about the message of this hour has been revealed to us. We're not supposed to be influenced by the politician. We're not supposed to be influenced by the authority. We're not supposed to be influenced by the YouTube. Or whatever that the people in this world are trying to tell us. We're supposed to be influenced by the word of God in this hour. The media shouldn't supposed to be influenced by us. All the politicians try to say, what does the YouTube try to say? All of them try to say, they're all the things that are not even considered to be a reference. Our only reference should be coming from the word in this hour. The only, the eternal one can give us the eternal word that has an eternal value. If you're a prisoner, you're only subject to what is the word of a God in this hour has telling us. When God, when Moses was 40 years old, he got an ability out of the military. He got a knowledge and the Lord never used him. When he was 40 years in the, in the de- backside of the desert and going through the rough time, the probably was his wife, a high tempered, as Brother Brandon said, and all those the time, he probably thinking he's wasting all this time and all this opportunity. He probably went into the depression and thinking about, you know, I'm just done. I'm just washed away. But it's at that time when he was, he was weak, that is that he becomes strong. Is it in his weakest moment? That's uh, when he become uh, so weak that he cannot even talk. That he cannot even uh, say things that is... Uh, see things eloquent, uh, see things is right, but that's the time that God can use him. You know, when we become a weak, that is the time that God can use us. It's not when we're strong. It's not when we're intellectually that we can figure things out. It's not that we can, uh, you know, scientifically we can figure things out. It's not a, that seems that everything that we always have an answer, that time that God won't use us. But when we don't have answer, one of the things that happened to us, we don't know what what is has happened. We cannot have figured out everything. That is the time God said, when you're awake, that I become strong. It's as true as out of a weakness that it made strong. Why? Because the God is a supernatural God. 
When Moses was 80, then God started using him. Then God started to let him come to the Egypt, go back to the Egypt when he, when he was a 40, when he got a military ability, when he, he can do a lot of things, but the Lord never used him. But when he become so weak that he cannot do anything, then that's the time that the Lord can use him. You see, when we become weak, that's what the Lord can do. But God has to broke us. So in order for Him to use us. It's when we're strong that it couldn't use us. But when God break us, He had a purpose for us. When He break us, when He emptied us, when He break this vessel, it's for Him to fill us. It's for Him to show Himself that it's through this broken vessel. You see, we want God filled us. Nobody wants God to break us. But in order for Him to fill us, He must break us first. It's the breaking part that becomes the hardest. It's not that the filling part is the hardest. When God fills a person, is always joyful. When we're coming together, when we worship God, filled with the Spirit... The Spirit that make Himself real and talking to us. When a word is speaking to us, speaking to our heart and encouraging us. That is always a rejoiceful. But it's the breaking part that is the hardest. When a sickness comes, when it's breaking our physical body, when we're feels like we're in the dungeon, that part is a heart. That's where the wrestling starts to come in. When a dark cloud starts to coming in, when a Satan starts to make it a depression, become a soul permeated around you, it seems like the darkness that you can feel. It seems that like you pray and you pray, you cannot go through. That is the hardest part. When God's speaking to you, that is the joyful. Everyone wants it. But before God can speak to you, He must break you. And that is the part no one wants to go through. And that the breaking is not just one time. And that the breaking actually is continually. It's day after day. Year after year. And it seems like the one breaking is not enough. It seems like the hurt is not enough. It seems like the wound is not enough. The wound just getting enlarged. The hurt just getting more hurt. And the, the crack that is in your life, it seems as it gets uh, just getting wider and wider. It seems like the, the prayer that you make to the Lord, it doesn't uh, give you any confidence after you pray. It seems like that when you pray for a certain direction, you see, you, you believe the Lord that this is going to be getting better. But after you pray that the situation doesn't turn better, just a turn bitter. It seems like the circumstances doesn't turn too good to you, but just turn to it against you just a time after time. And then that is the testing. But you see, if the person who is a real, who is a real believer, no matter what situation, no matter how circumstances turned out against them, it's not them holding at it. But something just holding them. 
No matter that I saw the reverse, saw the changing or not, but something that are living in them makes them always take a hold of the promise of a God. Lord, if not today, it will be tomorrow. If not tomorrow, it will be next day. If not next day, it will be next month. They will be like Abraham. It's not getting weaker, but it's getting stronger. Months after months after months after months. Now you are sitting here. That's why I said that's the represent, that's the victorious of God that's living among us. Why? Because that person has been face to face with God. When a person face to face with God, their face of eye never look at the circumstances. Circumstances or not circumstances. Situation or not situation. Sickness or not sickness. Depression or not depression. My eyes only look at the promise of a God. Our eyes only look at the Lord and meet you face to face. I received the word in this hour. You become a reality in my life. You make yourself real to me. No matter I'm sitting here or I'm sitting out in a room, I'm still steadfast. That's what I got out of postal card. Out of my tear that are coming out of my eyes. And then the brother Caleb and in there, he said, let brother Murphy know I'm a standing steadfast. Then you become a prisoner of a God. World might take your freedom away. But in God, you have the true freedom. Because the world cannot turn you left and right. The world cannot control you. The world cannot confine you. Why? Because you already set free that in God's word. You become his prisoner, not a prisoner in this world. Paul said, I die daily. It's the dying part that is hard for us. But in order for God to fail us, He must break us. And then after the breaking, you find out it only shows one thing. Something reality living in you. All this brokenness, all the things that happen to you, only manifest one thing but a Malcolm. That shows there is some reality in that person. You might as quiet as you can be. You might as loud as you can be. But something anchored in you. What anchored in you? It's not just emotion anchored in you. It's not just when everything going well. It's when you're in the difficulty. You find out it's not you are holding, but it's God holding at you. You might cannot make your ends miss. You might lost your job. You might only make a minimum wages in a month after month, a year after year. But something got a hold of you. People ain't cared about what you testify. But people want to find some of the reality. And when you have something that is reality, leave me another believer. Let me make the real seed of a God hunger. And the man, the great man of God, they live their life. And we can make our life supply. 
But Abraham said, who is this Melchizedek? He said, notice after the battle is over, Melchizedek has served as a victorious child communion. Think of that, a part of himself. You know, when you are broken, God doesn't just fill you with the cheap stuff. When you are broken, when you're going through the trial, when you go through the difficulty, when you go through the mind battling, time after time, God said, I'll break you because I want to fill you. When it's time for God to fill, He never fill you with the cheap stuff. He never fill you just with a filler. He fill you with Himself. Sometimes the environment might not change. But God said, I'll fill you. Sometimes your sickness might not turn around. But He said, I'll fill you. As I said, He doesn't fill you with the cheap stuff. Cheap stuff can only do temporarily. Cheap stuff can only give you a temporary enjoyment. The environment, the situation changed a little bit. Might be give you a little bit of enjoyment. But God said, that's the cheap stuff. I want to fill you with the precious stuff. I want to fill you with my own self. Things that is a temporarily can give you the temporary enjoyment, but fade it away really fast. But if you got to fill it with the real stuff, which is God Himself, no matter what situation you are in, that one that is to fill you will never leave you. You got a sick today, tomorrow you got healed. And then that sickness will come back again. The healing is going away. But that's temporarily. But the Lord said, I'll fill you with my own self. And then the situation might change. Your family getting better. And the next day, maybe next month, the next year, it's getting worse. Your children might be today, it's a nice boy, a nice girl. Next year, they might not be around you. They might be running around in the world. The Lord said, temporary enjoyment is only last for a while. But if you met God face to face, that reality living in you, no matter to the kisses around me or not around me, God fill me with the real stuff. That is himself. And when Abraham and Mel met Melchizedek, Brother Branham said, is the Melchizedek, he said, think of that part of himself. God meet you, God fill you with himself. When himself will fill you, no matter what situation changes or not changes, that doesn't bother you at all. You will always stand fast. Brother Branham said, after the battle, he gave of himself. Because the communion is a part of a Christ. And after the struggle is over, if I can say after the broken is over, when you lay down your own reasoning, when you lay down your own imagination, you take God at His word to believe what He has said. He said after the struggle is over, after you've done, got yourself whipped out. Then is when you partake of a Christ. Become a part of His being. Christ give Himself after the brokenness, after the battle, after the battle is over. When you are battling in your mind, should I do this or should I do that? When the battle is over, you take God at His word. 
When the things has happened to you, you don't look at it what the circumstances are telling you, but you only look at it what is the God of word is telling you. In that time, God is that I'll give you my own self. When the greatest battle in our mind is, is over, God will give Himself to us. He doesn't just give it as a give us the word. He doesn't just give it as some uh, uh, some uh, comfort, but God give ourselves, give us Him own self, because the, He's a person. He's not just a just a message book. He's not just a message tape. He's a person. It's the person of Jesus Christ that He gave it to us. And God, He revealed Himself as a person. And whenever that person living in you or in me, that changed the whole being. And our desires are changed. Our whole nature was changed. And only the child of God will recognize that the person of Jesus Christ. If you're not the child of God, when He come to you, you wouldn't recognize it. As I said in the beginning, because there is nothing real that's in that person that can respond to that. It has to be the deep calls the deep, then the deep will respond. We see the word is a person. It's not just a black ink on a white page. That's why when we're, when that person living in you and living in me, and he's a person that has action. He's going to do things. He's changing things. And he's making things become real. And he changes the circumstances. And he's doing a miracle. He's doing a healing. And he's doing all kinds of supernatural things. Because there is a supernatural being that's living in us. You know, that's why when we're giving the word out, we're actually, is not just giving a word. We're giving a person out. It's not just that we're giving a message book to the people. We're actually giving the person of that word to that people. You know, I was thinking about all these people that the translators has been translating the message. And that they are from India, they're from Uganda, Ethiopia, China, everywhere. You know, I just want to, uh, Brother Jim and Sister Shirley, and we can't see them over here. But you know, they, they, after, uh, just in the last few months, and uh, Sister Esther as well, and also Sister Juniper, and all this uh, Chinese descent, as I said, the uh, quote of the sum of life, the life of a great man reminded us, reminded us that we can make our life supply. And when they uh, saw, they heard that those brothers uh, was put in jail, that in China, then they themselves are taking the burden. And then they start to translate in the message. And the message after message, you know the Lord doing things very supernaturally and unexpectedly. We're thinking something that is a bad, but when turn into God's hand, He make it become a supernatural event. And He make it become a good thing for the kingdom of God. And just in the June, uh, in the month of June, just in the last month, 
And they translated about 11 messages. And in May, in the last month, they translated another 10 messages. Before, they have, the, they have the burden, but they don't know what to do. But when those things that happened, well, it seems like the Satan would mean, try to mean damage. Satan tried to mean hurt. Satan tried to stop this work. But God had never been stopped. He never been stopping it before. He never been stopping it now. And will never be stopping it in the future. Amen. You know, that's why those people, they translated in a message. It's not uh, just giving in a message. Or just translate it on the page and try to let other people and let them to uh, have something to read. They're translating, actually translated that person. It's not just they had a message book that is some language that we read. They're actually making that person, now that person, uh, before that person can only speak in English. Because of that person of God living in the prophet. And now we have all the message in English. But you see, by the translator, they're not only just giving uh, another language. They actually translated the message so that those people that are hearing that in Chinese, they're hearing in the Indian, in the, in the Hindu, or in Telugu, or in Ethiopia, or in the Uganda, the Luganda, or different language. They're literally, they're hearing another person. And that person is Jesus Christ. They're not just a hearing for a man speaking. There's a hearing. There is a person of Jesus Christ. Thou can speaking their own language. That's why those people, they translate. They translate, they presenting a translated person to their own people. And it used to be that person that Jesus can only speak in Hebrew. But then that Hebrew become a Greek. Then Paul started speaking. Peter starts to speaking. And all this uh, New Testament has been translated into the Hebrew, uh, into the Greek language. And then from that, the different language will translate. What is it doing? That a person of God now can speak in a multiple language, can make himself understandable to all those people. Then I was saying, I was saying that what God did in those times, He's still doing it today. We're not just giving a message book to the people. We give a translated of the person to the people. Is now that a Jesus Christ, He can speak Chinese. Is now that the Jesus Christ, that He can speak in the Fijian. He can speak in a Punjab. He can speak in a French. He can speak in a Spanish. What? It's that same person. But now He can speak different language now. You're thinking that it might be the small thing. That's not a small thing. That is the great thing that God happened in this age. That's why we translated the Bible. That's why those are people that will be arrested. They're living, they're still in a state in jail. That because of this Bible. Why? It's not just because of the word on the page. It's not just because of the new version of the Bible. It's that person. That person that can speak Chinese. That person that can speak in a different language. We're not a presenting a language. We're not just a presenting a message book to the people. But we're presenting that personage of Jesus Christ to the people. I you think about it in hundreds of years. 
in about a hundred years that a person that is described in the old Chinese Bible that has been twisted thousands after thousands of the mistakes. Thousands of thousands of the verse that was missing. That Bible doesn't give the true reflection or expression of that person. That's why we have to give the true description of that person. And after a hundred years later, the Bible has been disfigured. The Bible does not give the true reflection of Jesus Christ. But now, the blemish has been taken away. The spot has been taken away. The discrepancies has been taken away. The true personage of that person has been revealed. Then we're thinking about the message. Years after year, hundreds of thousands of the years, that person of Jesus Christ has been disfigured by denomination, by all kinds of explanation, by all kinds of theologian, by all kinds of a commentary. It doesn't give it a true reflection or expression of that person. This said of this person, this said of Jesus Christ is this, this said Jesus Christ is that. But he taking the prophet of this age, when he come, he gave the true description of that person. That's why that word is not just a word, but it's the true reflection, true representing of that person. That true person now is revealed behind us, before us. It's not just some word on the page. But is that a person has been all the blemish, all the stain, all the spots, all the things that has perverted, all the smush, all the things that are on this has been not a truly represented him, now has been washed it away. It's that true person that's revealed right in front of us. And when we saw that, we recognized we're face to face with that a true person. We're not just listening to a message. We're not just listening to a doctrine. We're actually face to face to that a true person. Without that, how are you going to know that person? All you know is that a perverted one. All you know is a twisted one. But it's by the prophet, he gives us the true expression of that a person. Is that Eliezer gave the true expression of what is his master's, his son, his uh, Isaac, what is it really like? And when the bride look at that, though they, she never, uh, the uh, Rebecca never saw Isaac, but the, the, the Eliezer, the messenger, have given us such a true representative, give us such a true expression of what that person really is. And when the bride, when the Rebecca went on the camel, saw Isaac coming from the field, though she never saw him. But because of the description of the Eliezer, give us such a true representing of it, such a true expression of it. When she saw him, he right off from the camel and ran to him. Why? Because of the prophet Eliezer giving a true expression of what that person really is. Then she veiled herself. 
Brother Bram said she doesn't have her own mind. Then she ran off of the camel and then ran into the Zabuzan. In this time, the prophet of this age, this Eliezer, gave the true expression of that person. And we never saw Jesus, but he gave the true expression of that person. And then when we saw that, when Jesus Christ manifests himself through the word, he became a reality to us. And we run into this bosom. We receive him. And we take a hold of him. And I promise living in our life. And we saw our life as a transformed. We're face to face with that person. That's why we give this word to the people. It's not just the word. But it's that person of Jesus Christ. You know, in the last little while, I was just thinking about, I have to tell you, I've been listening to the, the old service quite a bit. Because I know this is my church. This is the congregation. This is our people. This is our pastor. This is our associate pastor. These are the men of God. You know, I do listen uh, to uh, other ministers as, as well. But this is where my food was coming from. Because they know me. This man know me. This man know you. The pastor, he's the pastor of this sheep. He knows every one of us. He had a burden for every one of us. He had a vision for every one of us. So in the last little while, I go through, I haven't to go through them all, but I go through quite a bit. I started listening to Brother Evans' preaching, and it's just the last uh, few years. When I was listening to that, I thought, Murphy, you miss it a lot. You miss it a lot. I listened to the dividing of sun and the piercing. I listened to the son of man. And I listened to many, many titles I, I couldn't even remember. And I feel shamed of myself. I know I missed quite a bit of that. During the time, during those, uh, you know, years ago, my experience and things are probably, I'm still growing. But after a little while, I think this is COVID actually do me good. Because now I really come back to the old services. I start to listen to one after another, listen to one after another. And when I listen to that, I realize, I said, Lord, who are they that are spoke to me? During the services, I do listen to the services. I enjoy it of that. But it's one I was quieting down. I believe the Lord gave me this time. I believe the Lord gave you this time. Go back and start to listen to all these messages that has been preached. You will find out that you missed a lot of them. And then I realize it's not just a man that is speaking to me, to us. But it's the God himself actually speaking to us. It's that person actually speaking to me.
that I have to say, if it's not because the vision of the pastor, if it's not because the brothers, you know, all this uh, man of a God has been so supportive to the, the Bible, the, of the translation. If not, a brother Tim has been working with me day after day after day for several months. You know, I know that this Bible has been translated for years. This has been the year past. But I start to review a lot of things. I find out I missed a lot of things. I think it's time for all of us, while we're becoming quietened down, we need to review all the things that happens that are just in the last little while. You'll find out we missed quite a few things. And I pray that the Lord and make those things that become more real to us. Make it a preaching of the world, word that become more real, more real to us. I'll say if it's not because of the vision, this Bible won't be even translated. Many times, several times I'll say, I was even in my mind, I was thinking, this is too massive a job. Nobody can do this. Who are we? Try to translate it in the Bible. But to make this King James's Bible available to the people. But I'll say because of the encouragement of the pastor. Because of the vision of the pastor. Because of the support of the ministry. Because of the support of each believer. That many of those that sit on the pew, I couldn't see them right now. And you're the representative of that. I was thinking, is this people make this as a Bible available. If I say more, it's you that make that person. You made that person speaking Chinese. You made that a person of Jesus Christ that is speaking Chinese. You making that a person of Jesus Christ can speak Hindu, can speak Punjab, can speak Fijian. Otherwise, that person cannot speak all this language. You are actually, you making that person that speak those language. That that person can go into that each individual's life can change their life. What a great ministry that you have done. It's not something that we can lightly trade in. It's a great event that God has done. I think Brother Adams was to preach the last Sunday. This is the great event. This is events that are from another world. Amen. A lot of time it's the things that are so simple. The things that are so small. But if we take on the spirit of a God. When we look at the past. And we feel shame about ourselves. But you know what? While we're doing that. We probably never thought how important that is. But it's the afterward. It's the afterward after the years have passed. When we start to look back, we saw the hand of God. You know, after a few months, then now you're sitting here. Maybe after a few months later, you saw the great hand of God. That how He has to protect you. How He has to preserve you. How He has to lead you. How he has to use those time, those things like it, a, a time of a difficulty, but that's the precious, most precious time that you ever have. You know what? In the last few months, it was never going to come back to you again. It's gone. 
What have we used that three months? What have we used in the last about three months? Are you still the same? Are you worse than you come in? Or are you better? Are you stronger? Are you more dedicated? Are you more devoted? Are you more determined, resolved that in your heart? Lord, this is time I'm more than ever. I want to dedicate my life to you. This is more than ever. I want you to fill me. Even that means to break me even more. That three months has passed. What have that three months done to us? I trust the Lord has done a greater work in each one of us. Not only here, but the one that is still, that is waiting for an opportunity to coming to this congregation and to worship together. You know, the Lord is still same yesterday, today, and forever. What He did to other people, He will do that to you too. Amen. What He did in the past, He will do to you that in this day. And how He strengthened the people that is in weakness, that He will strengthen you as well. But one thing I need to tell you, when time passed, it can never come back again. But you know, the last few months, it was the most precious time in all my life. Many things have happened. I got a lot of a white hair. Just in the last three months, I've probably gained all my white hair. That's why my wife has to give me a haircut to cut all this white hair. But you know, that's the most precious time I ever have. The burden has never been so heavy. The things that happened, I probably, I probably don't want it to happen again to me. Those precious brother has in my heart every day, every night. And it's still, they're, they're still in the detention center. But you know, in those times that make me start to appreciate every son and daughter of God. Is time like this make I appreciate every son and daughter of God. Is time as this make me realize there's a God living in the human flesh. I can never look at you as what you walk out, like what I look at you before. Sister Roxanne, Sister Sheila, and all of you, Sister Ruth, all of you that are sitting here, I can never look at you as I look at you before. Because there's a person living in that person. It's that person of Jesus Christ living in that person. You're still the same you. You're still the same old you, Brother Roy. On the outside, might be getting, we're getting older. We're getting weaker. But I pray the Lord that you and let me see another person that is living in that person. If we said we were, I was in the pastor's study, when I looked at that camera, I was panning to some of the individual. I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, 
I feel like I am looking at you. I feel I'm looking at you, Brother Malcolm. I said, Lord, I'm feeling that. I'm looking right in the face of Jesus Christ. Amen. After all these months, I pray the Lord will let us to appreciate and not just, you know, that's not even the right word, but I couldn't find any better word for that. I pray the Lord to let us solve that person, that reality, that rule him in each other. We went through a lot, but all of that, if you can make us to see the person of Jesus Christ, we said, we saw person of Jesus Christ in the prophet. Praise the Lord. We saw person of Jesus Christ in Brother Ed Biscoll. Praise the Lord. We saw person of Jesus Christ in Brother Tom. Praise the Lord. What about the next? We saw the person of Jesus Christ in Sister Margaret, in Aglista, Anna, Johnny, Ben, Joe. Benjamin, Nathan, Hannah, Sister Joanne, Sister Rena, Daniel, Sister Zoe, Brother Ray, Brother John, Brother Joe, Sister Eileen, Brother Josh. I'm sorry, Sister, I even forgot your name. But there is a still, there is a person living there. Matthias, Oren, all of you, Brother Emmanuel, Sister Judy, all of you, Tori, Grace, Junior, Samuel, Matthias, all of these people. There's a person living there. That will make you never treat this message as what you used to treat it. Because this message is that person. This word is that person. And that person living in you. And that person living in me. This is, can be just ink. This could be just ink on the page. But then when this person become a reality to me. I receive it. It changed my life. And when you receive it, and it comes into your life, you're not the old you anymore. There is a person that is living in that person. That you can never be the same. Maybe you're speaking the same. and Maybe your voice tone still the same. But that person now living in you. That person totally transformed your life. That you can never be the same anymore. The time past can never be back again. But that today be a new day for every one of us. May that person of Jesus Christ forever living in us and become more real in our life. I never even finished in my second page. I'll wait till the next time. But if there's anything that I want to convey to you. This message is a person. And that person now living in you and living in me. May the musician come.
Shall we stand? Isn't he lovely? If we say that we can touch God, how precious that touch now be to each other. We cannot even shaking hands. And then you realize how precious that shaking hands say, God bless you. How precious that is. It's when you haven't, don't have that privilege, you realize how precious that is. And all your little minor this and that, it just all become fizzled away. And you just want to say somebody, I want to say to them, you just want to see somebody, I want to say to them, God bless you, my dear brother. You just want to holding hands with some brother and sister say, I love you, my dear brother. And you manifested a trillions, trillions time to our Lord Jesus Christ. How precious that is. If you have ever met him in the reality, which you do, which you are, you received the word. What, how, how much more closer you can get? How much more, uh, how much more personal that you can get? But you received the word that he living in you. He changed your life. He changed your view. He changed your whole being. How much closer you want to be? You can't be any closer than that. This is our beloved Jesus Christ. He revealed himself in his word, in this message. And now that word is living in you. Can we sing a song? If that isn't, is that a word? Is that a song called a, uh, if that isn't love? You know that, that song? I needed a song leader to come to help me, Brother Michael. Yeah, that's uh, started from course.
Some said, if that isn't love, Lord, the oceans were dry. What a love that you give it to us, Lord. That's why we're coming here to give you thanksgiving. We're coming here to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your love that you granted it to us. Thank you for the grace that you granted to us. That's why we can worship you. That's why we can say we love you, Jesus. What a love that you have showed unto us. Lord, during this, uh, this uh, pandemic, that the people don't know where to go. That the people, there's so many the people that die, that are sick. And that the people don't know what to do in this time. But Lord, you keep your children strong. You protected each one of them. And now we're coming home. Lord, we feel like we're like those lepers. Lord, and there is the one leopard that are coming back to give you thanks, Lord. To say thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing, Lord. Thank you for your strength, Lord Jesus. Thank you for the love that you show to us. Thank you for the love that you give it to us, Lord. Thank you for the family that you have protected us. Lord, we come to worship you. Come to give you all the thanks and glory. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Lord, I know this is only a few people here. But Lord, I'm sure that the people in their home, that in their living room, in their bedroom, or wherever they are, that we can lift up our voice and to give glory, to thank God, to thank for your protection, to thank for your love. Lord, to thank you for in this trial, in this difficult, in the darkest time, that we have had, never experienced it before. But Lord, you showed your strength, Lord. Oh Lord, we give you all the glory. Lord, that the enemy have never, can never boast it before you. Because you are the conquering God. You are the mighty warrior. Lord, you have overcome each situation. You you overcome and in each situation that in the people that the water need uh, the difficult that they ever been experienced, Lord, we probably don't even know that uh, probably one percent of them what are going through, 
But Lord, you know every one of them. Some are going through the physical, Lord, or the trials. Some are going through the sickness. There are some that are going through the battling in their mind. But Lord, I believe every one of them, Lord, you have overcome. So Father, we come not just to pray, Lord, you help us, but Lord, we come to give you thanks. We come to give you all the glory to see what a mighty God that we served. Thank you, Lord. Lord, it just thrills my heart in order to see the believers that are coming, streaming in this door, just one after another. There are only a few of them, but yet it already thrills my heart so much Lord, to see how, what a God that we have served. Lord, I have protected each one of these people. Lord, they're coming back strong, coming back to give you glory. Coming back to say, Lord, we stand steadfast and never wavered and never compromised. We become stronger than three months ago. Oh, we give you all the glory. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just pray you, Lord, to make yourself even more real to us. Lord, the people in our home, some maybe still that's um, to sit in the sickness, a better wrong than a brother Milko and the different people that he had a physical need. But Lord, we believe this is a red letter day for us. Not only the red letter day for the people that are represented in here, Lord, it will be the red letter day for those people that are in need. Lord, may we not just come to begging. May we come as a daughter, as a son of God, that are coming before our God and claim the rights that we have. To claim the healing that you give it to us. To claim the privilege that you give it to us. So Lord, we can come before Satan. Say to Satan, you take, you loose out your hand. Loose your hand on our brother wrong. Loose your hand on the people that's in need in the sickness. We believe this is already done. The battle isn't over. The healing is already done. You cannot do it anymore. Lord, we're coming to claim all of that. Lord, you have a promise to us. We're not coming just backing. We're coming to claim every right that it belongs to the children of God. We thank you, Lord. Lord, we believe that the word has been said. Lord, we believe that the promise that we hold true, that we have believed. Lord, it's time for you to confirm your word. Because every word of God is a yea and an amen. We thank you, Lord. Lord, send your people home safely. Send your people with the joy that in their heart to believe, to know that our God has a coming down, has met every need. Lord, has spoken to us so that maybe, maybe we can take this word in our heart and to believe that person of Jesus Christ now living in us, that he will never leave us, he will never forsake us. We give you all the glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And amen. Let's sing this song again, if that isn't the love. Before we go.
atmosphere, you're more than welcome to uh, linger in here, and you can sing, you can worship Him. Uh, but make sure that after you're done, just go uh, back to your car and to quietly. And uh, we want to be an example and to be a blessing to the neighborhood as well. And to may the Lord bless each one of you. You're dismissed. <laughs>